Armageddon. Yeah, not, well, maybe not Armageddon. We'll just focus on that next week. <laughs> just kidding. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. It's dinner time. You might be getting home from work. Maybe your spouse has called and asked what you want to do for dinner. But both of you are exhausted and both of you made a lot of decisions that day and you're not really in the mood to decide what to eat tonight. And so you're both sitting there and you're like, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want. And so neither of you want to decide. You look in the cupboard and all you see is a bunch of ingredients. You don't have food. You just got ingredients. So you're looking around, you're like, well, I don't want to buy pizza. That's not good for me. But how long does rice take to cook? Mm, you want pasta? We could do pasta. I don't really want pasta. Well, guess it's cereal night. And so you open your box of cereal and you pour it in, and you're just like, well, I guess I'm going to do cereal again. And I think that everybody does it. I mean, you hit the point where you don't want to make any more decisions, and that's totally fine. But you feel guilty because you think, oh, I should be eating healthier. Oh, and I forgot to mention, the whole time your kids are crying or fighting or your siblings are screaming and they're asking for help with homework or they're reminding you they have a project due, and you're supposed to decide what you're supposed to do for dinner. So unfortunately, at this point in this scenario, food is kind of on the back burner. And that's where the scripture comes in, prepare every needful thing. And you look at the meals and you're like, well, I failed there. Now, this goes for husband and wife. This is not just a one-sided thing. And this goes for those who are not married. Um, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just don't want to make a decision about food. Now, does this scenario sound the least bit familiar to any of you? I would propose that most of you it does. Okay, there are a couple things that you can do about it. And because some people really want to meal prep, let's talk about it. So first, to start off, what is meal prepping? There's two different ways that you could really start to think about it. One is that you make everything in advance. Sunday night is cook night. You get all the different Tupperware containers. You make all the food. You put it in the freezer. You put it in the fridge. You plan out this is Monday lunch. This is Tuesday lunch. This is Thursday dinner. And you're good to go. Or... The other option is that you plan out your meals for the week or the month, however far out you want to go, and you have your grocery list that you make of the ingredients that you need to buy so that whenever it comes to Tuesday afternoon, you're like, you know what we're having tonight? We're going to have stuffed bell peppers. You know what we're going to have tonight? We're going to have tacos. You know what we're going to have tonight? And you have it already set out in your mind as to what it is that you're going to do. The question is, does it work? And the answer is yes. Uh, depending on who you are, and how your life functions, some people feel like having that grocery list and having those foods that they like to eat 
can be really beneficial. One of the, the side effects of this is that if you get out of the rotation, you can fall out of it pretty quickly. Specifically with the first type where you make everything in advance. So if you make everything in advance, you might kind of not feel like you want to have stir fry tonight. And so you don't have it and then you have some food waste that goes along with it. But again, it's going to depend on who you are as a person and how that would benefit you. Um, if you know that on Sunday night you hang out with your family and so you're not going to meal prep and you're not going to make all these foods, then maybe that first option isn't your best choice. But if you know that like you go grocery shopping once a week and you can do that and you would like to save some money, then maybe that's your option. So yes, it does work. Yes, it can be beneficial. It can reduce the amount of time that you're going to spend deciding what to cook. It can reduce the amount of time where you are going to be preparing things. It can reduce the amount of time that it takes for you to maybe boil rice because you've made your rice at the beginning of the week and you can kind of divvy it out into different meals throughout the week, whether you're doing Hawaiian haystacks or you're going to go through and do tacos and you're going to do burritos or you're going to do nachos or you're going to do enchiladas. You can throw rice into a lot of different things. And if you're going to prepare things ahead of time, it can save you a lot of money. Because often what will happen is that when you don't have something prepared or you don't have something in mind, then you decide, uh, well, I guess I'll just go out and eat. And so whenever you go out and eat, that can cost a little bit more. Or if you don't have a plan for what you're going to eat during the week or during the month, whenever you go grocery shopping, it's just kind of, well, that looks good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can buy this. But there's no real plan for what you're going to eat that week. So there's a lot of benefits to being able to meal plan. One of the downsides, again, is that if you are going to get out of that routine, if for some reason you don't have a Sunday to meal prep and make all these meals, then it can kind of throw you out of what you're going to be used to. And if that's the case, then for that week, it's kind of just going to be everything's up in the air. One other thing that can occur is that if you have food that you have prepared on Sunday and you're not going to eat it till Friday, then some of the vitamins and minerals that are going to be in there may start to deteriorate. Not that it's going to be bad for you. Not if you cook broccoli on, on Sunday and eat it on Tuesday. Now the broccoli is worthless and you might as well just eat Doritos. But if you're going to prepare things earlier and then reheat them later, you can have some nutrient loss. I would still say eat the vegetables. But just keep in mind that you can have some nutrient loss throughout time. That's just part of what happens. And that would be the same as if you had bananas that you bought fresh and then they start to brown. As they start to brown, you start to lose nutrients. So whether you prep it or not, the amount of time it, it is away from the peak freshness, you're going to start to lose nutrients. Still beneficial to eat fruits and vegetables, just more beneficial to eat them whenever they're most fresh. So then there's this other side of meal prepping within the LDS community. Um, and that is the idea of food storage. Because everybody knows you got to have some food on hand in case something goes south. Yeah, so that was the Armageddon joke at the beginning. But let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back to the sky falling.
So we've got some exciting news. Um, this summer, my family and I will be out in Utah visiting some family. And while in Utah, I'll be having the opportunity to go up to BYU-Idaho to speak at their Education Week. I'll also speak at the BYU Education Week in Provo, Utah. And then I'm also going to be speaking at the Sunstone Conference. So this is all going down in August. If you are in the Salt Lake or Idaho Falls Rexburg area, or you're in the Provo area, I would love to meet up. So hit me up on social media and be looking out because we will set up some meetup times. In the meantime, go ahead and get your tickets to BYU-Idaho Education Week, BYU Education Week, and the Sunstone Conference because you'll have the opportunity to hear a lot of interesting perspectives and you can learn quite a bit. It's not just me speaking. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to learn a lot of different things. But if you want to know more about nutrition and faith, then I will be there to provide that. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity to present um, but at the same time, I hope to set up some meetups so that we can all get to know one another. And I'm not just a voice coming through your earbuds right now. But that's all for me right now. And uh, we'll go ahead and get back to the future. So with meal prepping, the whole idea is that you're going to be getting things ready for the immediate future. Whether you're going to map out what you're eating for the month or the week, or you prepare foods for the month or the week, please don't prepare things a month in advance unless you're freezing it, then it's okay. Um, but food storage is the idea that you're going to have a food available for you in the future. Now within the LDS community, this is old news. We all know about food storage. We've been talked to about it. It's something that just kind of is, is part of what you do. But for those of you that are not LDS, let me just break it down for you. We're encouraged to have food storage in our home to simply plan for the future. And that doesn't mean Armageddon, but it could be a natural disaster in the area. It could be loss of electricity. It could be a snowstorm. It could be a flood, but it also could be you lose a job or your income drops, and so on and so forth. So when difficult times come, and they're going to come, you have food available to you, so that's not something that you necessarily have to worry about. And if there is some type of natural disaster, you're not waiting for some other organization to show up and provide food for you. Yes, that would still be beneficial, but at the same time, you have food available to you. So the big idea is simply just to be prepared. Now, if you're going to go out and get some food storage, you don't need to be like a doomsday prepper. You don't have to buy a fallout shelter that you're going to bury in your backyard so you can escape radiation whenever North Korea is going to, you know, like so on and so forth. You don't have to go to extremes. It's really just as simple as finding foods that you are going to eat. And whenever you go grocery shopping, just buy a couple more items for you. Okay. So you don't have to go to extremes to have food storage. It's just making sure that you've got stuff in the pantry. And there's there's a lot of simple things that you can do, like having staple items available to you, whether that's grains like rice or corn, whether you're having like canned beans available. Um, it's just simple things that you have there so that whenever you need them, you got them. 
But here are some general rules for food storage. One, and this is a big one for me because a lot of people start thinking about the future and they're like, oh my goodness, well, I need to be healthy and I need to have access to food. And other people like are on the other end of the spectrum and they're like, well, I just want Snickers and that's all I'm going to eat. But you need to have foods that you're actually going to eat. The same thing if you're going to meal prep. If you're going to plan meals for the week and you're going to make meals that no one likes, then no one's going to eat them anyways, no matter how well you planned out your day. So with your food storage and having food available to you in times of emergency or times of difficulty, you still should have foods that you know you're going to eat. If you hate rice, then don't put rice in your food storage. If you hate freeze-dried peaches, then don't put peaches in your in your food storage. It's just a matter of it should be things that you're actually going to eat. So don't put something in, or spend money buying foods that you're not going to buy just because it's going to last a long time. Next, do not put yourself into debt to go in and buy like a 5, 10, 20-year supply of food that you're going to be able to store in your basement and forget that you have there. Really, it's as simple as when you go to the grocery store and they have like peanut butter that comes in a two-pack, just buy the extra one. Like that that way you have one for now that you can use and then you have one for later in case something happens. And then you can slowly start to build up where you have foods that are going to last for you and you have food available in times of plenty and in times of little. Okay, so you can go to Sam's Club, you can go to Costco, you can go to BJ's and just buy things in bulk and that's fine. But it's really just a matter of like getting a little bit extra each time so that you have something there. Okay, also, and uh, this is a big thing, you should be like eating that food, not like immediately, but you should be cycling through it. If you have a bucket of flour that's in your basement that you have not seen and forgot that you've had for the past five years, that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. You should be finding ways to eat the food that you have. But let's get to the nitty gritty on this. And this comes back to the whole nutrition side of it. If you don't know how to use those ingredients to make food, then you're going to run out of food to eat. You can only really eat flour for so long before you're like, you know what, I really just wish that I had some bread. So and along with meal prepping and along with food storage comes the idea that you should develop skills in the kitchen. Because if you know how to make make food from ingredients, then you're going to be much better off. For instance, with flour, you could make pasta, you could make tortillas, bread, crepes, pancakes, German pancakes, sandwiches, croutons, French toast, burritos, enchiladas, tacos, so on and so forth. There's so many things that you could make with that one simple ingredient, but you have to know how to do it. So as you are meal prepping, as you are looking at food storage, as you're trying to find ways to take care of your family and simply look at what you have, it's beneficial to develop the skills that you have in the kitchen too. I'm not saying that you need to become some gourmet French chef. I'm not saying you need to open your own restaurant. What I'm encouraging you to do is to experiment in the kitchen and try to figure out how to make different food items. You can start with making scrambled eggs, then making an omelet, and then making a quiche. And so it's really just finding ways to explore. So I know at the beginning, we started talking about meal prepping to save time. 
but there's an upfront investment that you've got to make, whether you're making that with time at the beginning to make all these meals or time at the beginning to decide what you're going to eat for that week. You need to understand what it is that you're planning to do. The same thing goes with cooking skills. You have to invest a little bit at the beginning to get the skills so that whenever things move on, you know how to make things. And then you can take steps from that to learn more. Just like with the scriptures, it's revelation upon revelation. You're not going to go from 0 to 100. You go from 0 to 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 to 5 to 6 to 7 until you get to 100. So it's all a learning curve. It's all the steps that you have to take. And yes, you could, in, you could try out meal planning. There's a lot of different resources that are out there available to you in terms of like what foods can go together. But this is what I would encourage you. Just a simple takeaway from today's podcast is use staples, whether that's going to be whole grain rice, like brown rice, whole wheat pasta, whether you're going to use tortillas, like have those things ready for you so that you can build a meal around those staples. And those things are cheap and they're easy. And so you can make Hawaiian haystacks. You can make um, a potato bar. You could make stuffed bell peppers. You could make stir fry. You could make any number of things with those ingredients. So having those staples that you can spread out throughout your week in those meals is going to be helpful. But at the same time, just take thought for the future and that'll help you when the future comes. This has been the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your feedback. And like I said, I will be out at BYU-Idaho Education Week, BYU Education Week, and the Sunstone Conference all happening in August. I look forward to seeing some of you there, meeting you, and getting some of your feedback and input as to what other episodes you would like to hear about. Now, I think that our next episode, and this is just me, but I think it's time to talk about the shugs, the sweet blood, the sweet urine, you know, diabetes. So we'll pick up diabetes next time. This has been the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist. Thanks for talking and uh, chat soon. i